Many of you who follow me on Facebook and Twitter may be aware that I have, over the past few years, posted quotes that strike me as interesting, that cause me to think about life and about the way in which our world works. And recently, I came across one by George Orwell. And he's quoted as saying that he wears a mask and his face grows to fit it. And this caused me to think about how often in our lives we wear masks. We find ourselves putting on facades that the world tells us that we should be. And how so often what happens in our lives is those masks become who we are. That our lives and our very self grows to fit the facade that we have put on. And as I read that quote, as I started thinking about that thought process of mask and and how often they can consume who we are to the point where we no longer even know our authentic selves, I was reminded of the text from Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. And then that text we hear this, that they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had stopped, or stepped out of the boat, immediately a man came out of the tombs with an unclean spirit and met him. And he, being Jesus, says that he lived, or the man with the unclean spirit lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with the stones. And so this man had found himself living amongst the dead. He had been cast out of the world uh, that he found that he lived in, and he finds himself bound up and beating himself up. And it says that he's howling. He's so tormented that he's screaming and crying out for help. And in verse 6 it says, When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and he bowed down before him and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God. Do not torment me. And... As I hear this, I can almost hear this fear within the man. Don't torment me, God. And it almost raises the question in my mind, why would he think that Jesus, the one who he's obviously heard of, is seeking to torment him, to to hurt him, to harm him? And and I, I can almost think, and this is me using a little bit of imagination, but the reason that he has been cast out of his society is that there are probably people within his society that are proclaiming the name of God. And they have hurt him. They have tormented him. They are the reason that he is now living in the tombs amongst the dead and mourning and beating himself and bound up. And so, for he had said to him, come out, uh, and Jesus says to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. But, and Jesus asked him, what's your name? To which the man replies, my name is Legion, 
for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. And it says, Now there on the hillside was a great herd of swine that was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged him, Send us into the swine, let us enter into them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep banks and into the sea and were drowned in the sea. Now, this is quite a sight to behold, I can imagine. That there is this Jesus and he is speaking with a man that society has told him is unclean. And all of a sudden, if you're from far away, you may not be able to hear what Jesus says. But all of a sudden you see this herd of pigs flinging themselves off the mountainside into the ocean. But that's another sermon for another day. What I want to get at is what this man says his name is. His name is Legion. For he is many. Have you ever felt like you had multiple personalities? And I don't mean like schizophrenia multiple personalities. But that you had to be someone around one particular group and someone else around another particular group. That you, that you find yourself putting on masks to fit in. Whether it be with, oh, when I go to church, I have to look and present in this way. When I'm at work, I have to look and present as though I'm this person. When I'm with the family, I have to be this way. And when I'm here, I have to do this. And so often, you find yourself having to be someone different around every group that you associate with. And what you have lost sight of is who is the real you? Because you are too busy trying to please everyone else and be who it is that they call you to be that you have lost sight of who you truly are. And I feel like that is what this man is saying when he says we are legion for we are many. It is those, those, those personalities, it is those masks that he has put on that are tormenting him, that he has lost sight of who he, is, who he truly is because he has tried so hard to be who everyone else calls him to be. And, and, and ultimately, what we see is he receives the exact opposite reaction that he desires. You see, so often when we want, when we put on masks and we, and we start being who people, we think people want us to be, our, our desire is that they will receive and accept us and invite us in and welcome us in. But this man, because he has been so many different people, it has caused him to be cast out, to, push to be pushed away from society. It, is, it has caused him to be bound up and tormented because the very people that he was trying to please are the ones that have said, no, we don't want anything to do with you. And then, no, to, to add on top of it, he has lost sight of even who he truly is. He doesn't walk up and when they say, what is your name? He says, my name is Bill because that's who he is. Instead, what he says is, I don't know anymore. I am so wrapped up. There are so many different demons living within me that I don't know who I am. Help me. Please. And Jesus looks upon the man with compassion. And, and he looks upon the man, and I can almost feel the heartbreak that Jesus feels saying, 
but I know who you are. You are not legion. This is not who you were created to be. But you have instead created all of these masks and all of these persons to be trying to please the world and just be who I have created you to be. And so what Jesus does is he sets the man free of those personalities that bind him up, of those burdens that bind him up, of those demons that are are so numerous that they can't even be counted, of those masks and facades and says, just be you. And we hear this played out as we get into verse 14 where where it says, the swineherds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what had happened. So obviously they've heard the story and they go, do what? What just happened? The swine ran off the side. Let's go see what's going on. And they come and they see Jesus and the man sitting there. And he's clothed and he's in his right mind. And the very man who had the legion and they were afraid. You see, they walk up and they're terrified of of this. But the man is sitting there at Jesus' feet, receiving the teachings of Jesus. He's sitting there learning from Jesus. Those who had said or who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine reported it. And they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood, obviously because they were terrified of what had just happened. And as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by the demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused and said, Go home to your friends. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. So, so Jesus sets this man free that he is who God created him to be. And at that moment, he just wants to stay there. He just wants to cling to Jesus. He has learned from Jesus. He has heard from Jesus. We don't know what the time frame is from when this happened to when the crowds arrived. But he, the man is sitting there in his right mind listening and receiving the teachings of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus leaves, the man wants to go with him. The man says, just let me go with you because you're the one that has accepted me. You're the one that has received me. You're the one that set me free. I want to stay with you. And what is Jesus' response to that except for no? Go proclaim the good news. Go share with your friends what I have done. Now, you hear this and I hear this and I go, what friends? The man has been living in the tombs. And I think that as we hear this language, what we can hear Jesus proclaiming is saying, go and share this to those that are dead in our world. Go and share this good news that Jesus comes to set the captive free, to release those that are bound, to set free from all of the masks and the facades that we feel like we have to be to please the world, to go forth... And to proclaim that Jesus loves you for who you are. And to be who it is that you were created to be. Because Jesus created you for a purpose. To go forth and to, let, to proclaim this to those that are walking around as dead. That they may have life and have it abundantly as well. 
Later on in the gospel, we hear Jesus return. And when he returns, the crowds come flooding back wanting to hear this good news. And all we can assume is that this is because they see this man that had been so burdened set free. Being who he's authentically created to be. Serving and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. My friends, we live in a world where we, for so many of us, wear masks and facades. We, we present ourselves in the way in which we want to be seen or we want others to perceive us. And maybe, just maybe, what we receive from this story is that Jesus is proclaiming to go. Be who it is that he calls you to be. To stop trying to be who the world tells you to be. And to listen to the call of who Jesus desires for us to be, who Jesus created us to be, that we may go forth proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. And in so doing, we will be received, not because of anything that we do, but because we have been changed by the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And the the word and the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ will be received. The people will also want to be set free from those chains that bind them. That, that the world in which we live in, the way in which we live, will amaze others because they will say, who is this? He was this person or he was that person and he used to put on this facade and this mask. But now he is truly self. You, what you see is what you get. And what you see and get is love, grace, and mercy because he is living in, or she is living in to the image of God. Friends, let not the quote of George Orwell be true, that we wear masks and that our face grows to fit it, but that we may live into what it is that Jesus calls us to, and that we may take off our mask, shed our mask, and be who it is that God has created and is calling us to be day by day, that we may be disciples growing in faith, love, and mercy, that we may go forth into our communities, into our towns, proclaiming of the good news that Jesus has proclaimed to us, that we may proclaim what Jesus is doing in our lives, that we may proclaim that, yes, we used to be the captive, but now Jesus has set us free. Let us go forth seeking to live into the life and the ministry that Jesus Christ has created and calls us to this day and forevermore. Amen and Amen.